This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. Okay. Look, they can never keep me down, I'm going And if I ever fail, just know I'll go again I never quit, cause I know that every loss May lead to another win, I'm going up I bet when I land, they gon' tell me it's luck again See that I'm winning, it's harder to watch I'm setting the stage, you should Welcome to the Battleborn Preps Podcast I'm Michael Reeves, your host today We're gonna talk about four great matchups We got football here in Northern Nevada Coming up today on a Thursday, uh, something we don't see but once a year, the NIAA changes up the schedule for Nevada Day, Halloween, and uh, we got a Thursday game this year at 6 o'clock. We got the number one McQueen Lancers hosting the number eight Douglas Tigers, the number four Reed Raiders hosting the number five Spanish Spring Cougars, the number two Bishop and Oak Miners on the other side of the bracket hosting the number seven Carson Senators and then the number three Demonte Ranch Mustangs hosting the number six Reno Huskies. So we're going to cover all those matchups in depth and then we're going to play a couple of interviews coming up in a sec. And let's get started with that first matchup. So the first matchup, we have the McQueen Lancers taking on the Douglas Tigers at McQueen. As I said, 6 p.m. today. We have a great matchup. Um, It is a number one versus a number eight seed, so sometimes those can get lost in the mix. But McQueen did play Douglas earlier this year. It was a win for McQueen. Uh, They they won that game pretty handedly as it was 58-6 on September 3rd. I expect the Lancers to have a good showing, whether it be Robbie Snelling, whether it be Ashton Hayes, whether it be um, another star that we haven't talked about. But I think uh, we should see some good play out of McQueen. My prediction is going to be 49-14. The first game was 58-6, so I give the Tigers putting out a little bit more offense, and I just think... As much as I have a ton of respect for what Coach Mays and the Tigers are doing down in Minden, I really think uh, McQueen is a very complete team this year and just is going to be a little bit too much for the Tigers to handle. Our second matchup, we have the number four Reed Raiders hosting the number five Spanish Spring Cougars. This one was a dandy when it came to the regular season. The Reed Raiders hosted the Cougars in the regular season just two weeks ago, and it was a 31-30 game with Reed having a chance to make a comeback. So that one, like I said, had all the makings of a true great game, and I expect nothing else from this game. Um, I mean, when it comes to players, you've got J.J. Dane on the Spanish Spring side. You've got Armand Bajwa on Reed. Uh, fireball on Reed's side running. You're going to see a heavy dose of running from uh, Damian Mercado. And also uh, Jake Penny's going to get some touches as well in there. So you've got some talent on that side of the ball. A lot of good receivers. I think this one is going to be the closest game out of all of them. And luckily for myself, I am going to be on the game with Mike Rippey, Coach Mike Rippey. And Dan Gustin for the Friday Night Rivals podcast. So please, if you're not going to make it out to that game, please tune in. Um, I have 
for that game on a prediction. I am going to say there's going to be more scoring, a little bit less defense. I'm going to go 45-42 Reed Raiders. The next closest matchup we have is on the other side of the bracket. The number three Damani Ranch Mustangs are hosting the number six Reno Huskies. This game is interesting because it actually is a rematch from the regular season where the Damani Ranch Mustangs won by a touchdown. That score was 20-13 to when they played at Reno. I think this is a very good game. I could see a multitude of outcomes, whether it be a Damani Ranch blowout, a tight Damani Ranch win, or a Reno win. You know, a lot of things happened in that game. Um, luckily, I was there to cover and uh, we saw a good game out of Cooper Anderson. We also saw a lackluster game out of Hayden Parga. Now, that means that we could either see more of the same out of Damani Ranch and they can excel at and get a win, or we can see the Reno Huskies coming out and playing a lot better than they did last time. Um, I got to give it, I'm going to give this one to the Mustangs. I think the Mustangs are going to win this one in a tight matchup. I'm going to go 24-21 Damani Ranch. Last but not least, we have the number two Bishop and Oak Miners hosting the number seven Carson Senators on that other side of the bracket as well. This is a matchup that was played in the regular season. The Miners actually traveled down to Carson and won 41-10. Now, while I think we're going to have a similar result, I got to commend the Carson Senators. They have gotten better each and every week, and Coach Roman has always had a team that just consistently gets better every single year as the season plays on. But I think for my prediction, the Miners will win this one. We'll see a lot of Logan Howron. We'll see a lot of Joe Hill, and we'll see a lot of great offensive and defensive line play. My prediction, instead of the 41-10 to matchup it was earlier in the year, I'm going to go the Miners win this one 45-14. to I think the Senators put two touchdowns on the board, and I think the Miners do a very similar result of what they did last time preparing for the next round. So those, those rather are my four predictions for this week. Now, all of these games are going to be terrific, and as I said, I am going to personally be at that Reed Raider Spanish Springs matchup, but I had the opportunity to talk to another great game's key players and head coach. Let's toss it over to our interview with not only Coach Howren, Logan Howren, Joe Hill, and Siope Vatacani, all talking about the minor season, and what is upcoming in their matchup against the Carson Senators. I'm here with Coach Howren. We're just talking about uh, the performance that you guys had last week. It was a huge win playing Damani Ranch. It's uh, You've had some phenomenal games in your tenure at Bishop Minogue against Damani Ranch. Uh, speak to your team and just the effort they put out on the field because um, – I, while I want to say there was one factor that helped your team win, it was a true team win with all all three facets of defense, offense, and special teams really coming together to get you that win. It was. You know, it was a team victory. Um, and I, I tell you, I just I point to things like, you know, uh, Jace Benedict, you know, making those two field goals early in the game. It was huge. I mean, 
Offensively, we're kind of like, we sputtered out a couple times in in the red zone uh, on the goal line, and we chose to take the field goals. And you know, and, and what a great job by Jace coming in and getting us those six points. I mean, proved to be very critical very early in the game, and uh, very proud of him on that. Uh, defensively, um, yeah, they got two touchdowns, but we still defensively were doing a lot of good things. And then we come in at halftime and. You know, no finger point. We just came in. We just knew we had a job to do. We talked about the game plan that we had originally uh, set forth, and we still stuck to that, and we just made a couple little tweaks here and there, and the kids bought into that and took off from there. Definitely, and you you guys always, every football coach, one game at a time, will look, we're facing the team we're facing right now, but um, last week it had to be a little interesting with how the playoff f- formats have changed over the years. Uh, this year being quite different, and there really were those top three teams that were all competing, um, you know, and trying to get the best seating to host, obviously, as many games as possible. So what was your mentality going into that game? Not only, hey, we want to beat Damani because they've become kind of a rivalry for Minogue, but not only do we want to beat them, but we want to try to beat them as much as possible with all those seating implications. You know, we just knew that... uh if you're fortunate enough to come away with a victory in that game, then you were going to have home field in the first couple rounds if you continue to win. And that's kind of where it was at. I mean, we just, we knew, and Damani knew the same thing. They knew that if they win that game, you have a couple home field playoff games, that, that which is just huge. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing a team in Carson. You guys played them, gosh, it was it's less than a month ago. Um, you went down to Carson and you beat him pretty handedly the first time, but now facing him, it's a playoff atmosphere. Uh, what kind is the mentality going into that game? Well, that's uh, we're treating them as the best team that we've seen all season long. We have to, um, you know, yeah, we beat them uh, handily, but the reality is Carson has gotten better every single week for about six straight weeks. They're a team that just continues to keep trending up. So we're, we we need to come out and do our homework and, and do a good job in practice all week to be ready for these guys. Now, one of the big players on Carson, um, I would just have to give Ben Heaton a lot of kudos as he plays both ways on both sides of the ball. Um, how do you how do you focus? Uh, obviously, you're focusing on the entire staff offensively and defensively, but how do you try to neutralize a player like a Ben Heaton? We all need to know where number 34 is. I love that kid. I'm so impressed with Heaton. Uh, what an outstanding young man. Uh, I've heard great things about him from Coach uh, Roman. And you can see it on the field. You know when a guy like that has that kind of motor and that kind of drive, that kid's probably driven everything he's doing in his life. And uh, from what I've been told uh, from his family, uh, that he is applying to all the academies, hoping to go to Air Force. That tells you he's a driven kid. He's a special dude. And we just we tell the kids, every play, you better know where number 34 is. Definitely. Now, there's been a lot of speculation, and uh, nothing's come out official yet. But uh, Coach Roman, there is some speculation this could be his last season on the sidelines. What is um, – you've been a very respectable coach to all your peers, but what would you say is special about a Coach Roman being out there on the Carson sidelines? You know um, – just his community, he's about he's about the family, he's about the community, about the, whether it be Carson Senators, whether it's about the 5A head football coaches, he's all about Northern Nevada football. His family is well entrenched here in Northern Nevada, and 
you know, I can't say enough great things about him and who he is. But I think the most important thing is that that attitude he has that everything's about the community here in northern Nevada. Now we focus back to your team. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions um, about your offense. Now you've got a guy in Logan who obviously you've been around him your entire life. You've coached him your entire life. Um, How is it working with your son? It's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think when you uh, coach, I made some mistakes when I coached uh, youth softball and I coached my oldest daughter, Kenzie. And uh, man, I, I treated her like she was my own, but I treated her like she was a football player that was 18 years old at, at about when she was about seven or eight. And uh, man, her and I had some heated battles and I learned a lot from that. And I kind of learned to not, to make sure that I uh, am careful on how I treat my own son. And there's a great book. It's called The Fulfilling Ride. Um, and it's a little pie in the sky, a little, you know, rosy colored glasses. But there's some things in there that talk about how you react to your kid. And I think I've taken on a really good approach, um, which made the relationship that much better on the football field. Definitely. And um, one thing I will say, a lot of a lot of people in Northern Nevada, I'm talking and trying to get opinions on the teams because, yes, we had a shortened season last season, but we didn't get to see the teams and their true uh, show all of their true talents last year with the shortened season and uh, just some of the different things we saw with COVID. But um, what uh, the one thing I keep hearing about is your offensive line, and everybody wants to talk about the quarterback. Everybody wants to talk about running backs and receivers, but – the one thing they keep saying is Minogue plays in the trenches. Their line, whether it be offensive or defense, is huge this year and is going to be a big part. What do you have to say, speaking to your line and your trenches, truly, um, that not a lot of people know or just kudos you want to give to them? I have a lot to give to them. Um, the D line, I thought uh, that, you know, it's easier, not easy to play defense, but it's it's easier to start off faster. And I really feel like we, we, we really kind of took off running with Suape, uh, Les Manu, Mario Williams, uh, those three guys. Uh, Keon Stack now is kind of in that mix. We've had a really good group of young defensive linemen that are just flying around. And they play with great energy and great physicality, understand the scheme. Offensively, what I'm most proud about with those group that group is that They've truly gotten better every week for about six straight weeks now. It's been a great effort on their part to fix some of the stuff that we were doing earlier. Um, we weren't lazy by any stretch, but we just weren't attention to detail in the scheme, and we're there now. And we're, we're still not where we want to be, but we're going in the right direction. Now, um, we talked about the line there. I, I really... I'll be honest, I didn't know who Joe Hill was before the season, but now I can't find myself stop talking about him because of his talent. Um, that running backs room as a whole, not just Hill, but Logan Shannon, um, a plethora of players. Who who do you – I uh, what do you have to say about your running backs room ultimately? I tell you, we've got a bunch of guys in there that have worked really hard this season, um, and I, I'm very proud of what Logan Shannon's done. I mean, obviously, I think every young man comes in that their senior year they're going to be starting, and he's only got to start a couple games this year, and he's filled in awesomely, and I've been very pleased with what he's done. And, but his attitude when he hasn't started has been just as something to be proud of as anything. 
Um, and then, you know, Ryan Rutherford, another really good running back. Um, he, he understands his focus is on defense, but we every once in a while ask him to come in and get some of those tough yards. Uh, and then, you know, Joe Hill's been that workhorse for us. And I, I tell you, I am so impressed. Uh, I've never seen a kid his size be able to just run through tackle after tackle. He's a very physical runner. Uh, now, you, we'll go to your receiving core here. I, I feel like when I talk to you, every time there's a premier receiver and then there's an up-and-comer, and then there's obviously a ton of guys in the mix that are phenomenal. But uh, your receiving core, you have some younger guys that have really stepped up this season, and then you've got some seniors that have really um, done what they're supposed to. Speak to your receiving core and how it, not only do you always have guys that are ready to go, but you've got some up-and-comers. How do, how do you do that as a coaching staff? Well, for one, we're just fortunate and blessed with some great kids, you know. Um, really fortunate that uh, Marshawn Brown's here. Uh, I tell you, what a physical talent and just what an outstanding young man. I mean, as good as he is talent, he's even a better young man. Uh, really fun to work with Marshawn. Uh, Don Marconato, he's one of those up-and-coming young receivers that you're talking about as talented as any young receiver in the entire league. Uh, I am blown away with some of the things that Dom can do. Uh, and then, obviously, our senior leadership uh, with Christo Valoria. You know, he's he's a se- one lone senior. Just tr- tremendous, the things that he does. Now, two last questions here. We know that, um, obviously, you guys can pass the ball, and you've had games where you've had Logan toss the ball around 40 times. And then we've seen games where Joe Hills ran the ball darn near 40 times. Um you're playing Carson. I don't want you to give away what you're trying to find as far as your balance, but how do you determine that balance on a week-to-week schedule? Because obviously it can uh, ebb and flow. You know, it, it all comes down to what we see on film, uh, the things that we feel like we can take advantage of. And then when you get into a game, though, we don't get out of our game plan. We just go to the part of the game plan that we feel is being given to us, and we have to focus on that. So that comes to what you said, where Logan maybe tosses it around 30 times in the game, or Joe Hill, I think he had a game where he rushed it 36 times. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Definitely. Now the last question is a little bit more for you. Uh, you've been at Minogue now a little bit of time. Uh, it, it was a transition from Reed to Minogue, but – how does it truly feel to, I mean, when you're coming to Bishop Minogue, it's not first of anything anymore. You have your program, you have your clubhouse, you've got the guys, they know this is your program. How does it feel to truly wear the minor green and yellow and just truly represent it in uh, the fashion you have over the past few years? Um, It's been an honor. Uh, I, I tell you, it's... Uh... We're doing some really fun stuff here. We're not where we want to be yet. So I think that that transition's still going. Uh, but I sure, I tell you, the administration, a bunch of rock stars here. We have outstanding parents that really are very extremely supportive. And we have great kids. So it's made the transition really easy. Uh, but we're not done yet. We still got a lot of work to do. Things that we want, the goals that we have in our program, we're not there yet. Well, thank you for taking the time, Coach. Anytime. I'm here with Joe Hill. Joe, um, you guys played a great game against Damani Ranch last week. Uh, how does that type of team get you guys prepared for what is it to be an exciting playoff run? Um, Damani is a great team, and you know they showed us 
a good defense and a good offense, and it really helped us in all aspects of the game uh, be prepared for Carson. Definitely. Now, I was talking to Coach Howron earlier, and when you talk about Carson, one player that whether you're on defense or offense you have to account for is number 34, uh, Heaton. He is just a phenomenal player. What have you seen in film that uh, that intrigues you about his play or just something you have to watch out for? Uh, for sure, on defense, he definitely has a nose for the ball, and he's looking to make the tackle every play. Definitely. Now, you this season, I, I – was honest with coach Alron. I, I said I didn't know a whole ton about Joe Hill but let me tell you come the end of the season you're all I can talk about in the north so what how do you feel your season has gone from beginning to end ultimately and what do you look to build on here in the playoffs um I think uh you know my whole team has you know really stepped up and we've all gotten better and it's made me look a lot better too now, um, I'm going to talk to Logan in a little bit. Uh, what, do you, what have you seen out of him this season as far as improvements and things that have not only helped the team but helped you out as a running back? Um, he's a tough player, and he, you know, he gets, right back after, gets right back up after getting hit, and he's definitely a leader out here. Definitely. Now, Joe, obviously everybody wants to win that state championship. That's always the goal. But uh, do you have any personal goals come playoff time? Just to win the game. I'm here with Logan Howard. Logan, uh, you guys played a great team in Damani Ranch last week. How does that get you guys prepped for the playoffs? Uh, definitely just uh, gives us a lot of uh, momentum rolling in the playoffs. Definitely beat our rival. And, you know, um, definitely that second half really uh, hopefully propels us to a great playoffs. Now, I was talking to Coach Howard. Uh, he said him and I were talking about how you guys can pass the ball almost 40 times and you guys can run the ball almost 40 times it just depends on the team you're playing and the game plan you're looking at uh what have you seen in Carson that uh just just gives you optimism and uh gives you hope this week that you guys can uh utilize your game plan to the best of your ability um you know like like uh Tyron said you know we can definitely pass but we can definitely run the ball so uh that just gives us a lot of optimism because uh you know, the defense never really knows what's coming with us because we can run the ball and pass the ball both. So. Now, someone I've seen on a ton of Carson film, and I'm sure you guys have, number 34, Heaton, he's all over the field. What do you have to say about a player like that that just uh, never gives up on any play? Uh, you know, he's obviously a great player. Uh, you know, made a great play, bunch of great plays against us last time we played him. So, you know, one of my jobs is to always know where he is every play. So really got to account for him. Now, I just talked to Logan, or I just talked to Joe Hill, rather. Uh, Joe has really grown this season and just been kind of that bell cow running back for you guys. Uh, what what have you seen in his growth throughout the season? Uh, main thing with him has just been his hard work every day. You know, he comes in every day and works his hardest, and he's improved every single day that I've been with him. So it's a really good, uh, great running back to have. Now, you're very humble, but I got to say, you've, you've grown quite a bit this season as well. Uh How's it, how's it truly, I mean, this is an easy question, but how's it working with your dad? Uh, you know, obviously uh, it creates some obstacles, you know, with uh, my dad being my coach, but uh, I thought we'd done a great job this year just, like, communicating and working through some of that stuff. Definitely. Now, uh, you guys are playing Carson next. You've got a couple of different scenarios. It could be a Demani, it could be a Douglas, it could be multiple things. How do you guys keep it to where you're focused on just this week and just focusing on the task at hand? You know, uh, a big focus this week was just uh, one step at a time, 
So really, we just can't look ahead because, you know, if we overlook Carson, then they're going to punch us right in the teeth and beat us. So really got to uh, just focus on Carson this week, and then we'll figure out what's happening next week. Well, good luck this week, Logan. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm here with Coape Vaticani. Hey, Coape, I, I am so excited to talk to you because it's been a while, but uh, you guys are coming off a win versus Damani Ranch. Um, you're going into the playoffs, but how does – a win like that propel you guys and get you ready for a playoff form uh, big win big win it been i've heard since 2012 was the last time i know ever been in the, in the regular season i wasn't aware of that but man that gives me chills knowing it's been that long just from the regular season alone because since my freshman year i've been battling with with the money they have an excellent excellent program going on over there much respect to coach dupree but it's definitely a big momentum shift into the playoffs that we needed. Now, I've talked to Joe Logan and Coach Howron earlier, and one player we're really highlighting that's on all the Carson film is number 34, Ben Heaton. Uh, what do you have to say about that player? Because you play both ways as well. Uh, what's something that you have to watch out for, whether it be offensively or defensively with him? Offensively, we need to stop the backside Backside leak through, so definitely need to know, be aware of where where he is at all times. He is a difference maker in the game. Going both ways, much respect to that kid. It's not easy going both ways, and what he does going both ways is one thing to go both ways, but there's another thing to make an impact on both sides of the ball, and he does just that. Now, uh, one thing I'm really excited for is that you guys aren't just strictly committed to the pass and you aren't just strictly committed to the run. You guys have a good balance. You've had games where you can run a ton or pass a ton or do a little bit of both. Um, what is that uh, What is that ability to go both ways on offense really really do for you as an offensive lineman? As an offensive lineman, it lets, it lets us be creative. It lets us be creative during our pass pro, during our run block and our run schemes. We get to really have fun out there. In the beginning of the season, I told everybody I wanted the offensive line to move as one, and we are definitely making our way there. There's some leak throughs that we get every now and then, but we are definitely getting having much more fun as the five guys up front. Now, defensively, I had the honor of doing the TV game last week, and I got to tell you, there was one play it was close to being flagged, but I just got to give you credit. You took down a Damani player like he was like he was 20 pounds and just <laughs> tossed him down. Uh, how has it been playing defensive line this year? Uh, me personally, it's been it's been different. Uh, our defensive line coach, Coach Quadrio, he he's having his own conditions, handling his own problems right now. So it's been a little change in change in speed, but definitely me personally, I've grown more on the defense side of the ball. It's hard to go both ways, but it's definitely it's much more funner this year than it was last year. Now, you've got something that not every player knows or uh, knows for sure, at least, is coming up. You've got a college career ahead of you. Uh, tell, tell some of the people that don't know about where you've committed and what you're doing and how you're excited about that. I am currently committed to Cal, uh, Cal Berkeley. And I'm looking forward to going to Cal Berkeley, playing football and going through the education. Definitely excited to get closer and closer and closer with Coach McClure. He's definitely on my on my favorite list as of right now. But um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for Cal Berkeley, all the education, all the football players over there. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, one last question. I kind of asked Joe about it and Logan a little bit. 
you guys always want to win a state title. That's always the goal. What do you personally kind of set for yourself when it comes to playoff time that you want to do and achieve? One game at a time. That's all it takes. If you focus on one game at a time, because if you focus more on a game ahead of time and you miss the game right then in front of you, you're not going to make it all the way. It's just one game at a time we got to do. Definitely. Well, thank you for the time. Yes, sir. We want to thank Coach Ernie Howren, Joe Hill, Logan Howren, and Siope Vatacani for those interviews. We were out at practice yesterday, and uh, we want to apologize for any of that um, extra wind you were hearing in the background. Uh, sometimes when you're doing interviews at practice, you can't always get the best mics out there. So uh, we appreciate you being so understanding. Um, as I said in the beginning, we are going to try to do more podcasts here, um, have them a little bit more regularly. Um, we're definitely going to have one next week reviewing the games and hopefully either next week or the following, we are going to have a very special guest coming on the podcast. Um, we're super excited. This podcast was brought to you by Zero Teen Fatalities as they are one of our key sponsors. Uh, keep Nevada roads safe. So we want to do that by guaranteeing zero teen fatalities on the road. So put that phone down, do not drink and drive, and absolutely, absolutely, zero is the goal. So thank our thank you to our sponsor, Zero Teen Fatalities. Thank you to all of our interviewees, and thank you all so much for listening. We can't wait for Thursday night football, and we're not talking about professional. We're talking about Northern Nevada football, so let's go.